0: With Julia Dumay and Lisa Schinninger. And this week we're going to be talking about dragons. Um, I'm very excited about the new Dragon Age Inquisition game, and we're going to be talking about dragons and big lizards in general because we have to talk about Jurassic Park, obviously. Um, so I guess Lisa, favorite big lizards, go. Uh...
1: <laughs> I, they would have to be Jurassic Park although technically I'm not going to be that guy but um oh please I, lo- I love Jurassic Park um it was the first thing I saw that was uh where the uh the CG and the effects were um impressive enough that I noticed um mm. and so it just always has that soft spot in my heart plus like oh. the idea of like people trying like I think if there were actual dragons and you were trying to fight your way out and stay alive like there's just no chance there's just yeah there's absolutely no chance so it was really like cool and fun to see like the story (laughs) where people got to beat the odds and um i'm dinosaur crazy as it is so yes uh like at that time i was reading like um the bacher books and um and horner the the guys that uh Michael Crichton and Steven Spielberg both talked to the paleontologists um, that they could have based the characters on. Um, So it was like, like the perfect time of my life for that to happen. Like, it was like talking in my sweet spot there. Um, (laughs) And then I guess I just liked like the sciencey aspect of it, although most of it's nonsense. um, That there's just enough that's that's enough that's that's real that um, that it wasn't too egregious. Uh, what yeah. about you? What do you, what's your
0: favorite big lizard dragon? Oh man, it's weird, like, I was not that into, uh, dragons in general, uh, in fantasy, mm-hmm. as a kid. I was like, uh, okay, that's fine, but I was like, well, they're, they're dinosaurs, basically. Right. I, I didn't see, cause they were, like, I was like, okay, big lizards. That's fun, I guess, but sure, why not? But I wasn't all that into it. Um, but, yeah, and even now they're not my favorite fantasy creatures. I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite, really. I love them all. Um, but, I think, um, Jurassic Park. Yeah. So wonderful. Like, we're, I love we're not really Park.
1: dragon people, I guess. We're more dinosaur people.
0: We are. Uh, we I have are. a
1: question for you. Um, the never ending story.
0: I, I have seen it once. Okay, at there's the a, urging of my ex, actually, as an adult, I've never seen it. I never watched it all the way through as a child. Okay,
1: well, um, Falcor is what they call a luck dragon. Yes, um, and it's really more in the style of like an Asian dragon, like a yeah, like something that you would see in like uh, Chinese scrolls. Um, and that was like the only real dragon aside from like Puff the Magic Dragon, who doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't think Puff the Magic Dragon is real. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Uh. Falcor was like the first that like I watched The Neverending Story a ton, um, right. and I was super into it. Um, and that was like the only dragon that I really knew of that was like in pop culture that I was consuming that I enjoyed that stuck with me. Um, but it it literally wasn't until I was an adult that I realized that he was it was a dragon. Because um, oh. I thought it was just like a giant long dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> I
0: think mine, the earliest one. Now that I think about it, was probably uh, Sleeping Beauty. Was probably oh, yeah, Maleficent. Okay, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I bet it would be Maleficent. Actually. Yeah, I
1: forgot about Maleficent. I, gosh, I think that was my favorite. Disney movie when I was yeah. little because it was well, it's a gorgeous beautiful movie. yeah
0: the art is just really striking and I'm a sucker for Tchaikovsky. So. Mm-hmm.
1: I love Tchaikovsky. Well, and that's funny because the woman is the dragon in that. Um, yeah, and that wasn't something that I saw a lot. Like even now, I think you usually see like male dragons um, in pop culture. Yeah, except like in Shrek, where it's actually called dragon. Um, and yeah. Well, maybe it's not a woman. They kept saying it was a uh, a female, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know anything about jiggering dragons.
0: Dudes and dragons seem to go together quite a bit. Um, Yeah, I'm like, huh. Yeah, you don't really see a lot of like ladies and dragons, do ya? I'm sure there are. um, And listeners, please do tell us. Oh, Patricia C. Reed actually, having said that, had a lovely The Enchanted Forest chronicles um but the first one i i read was called dealing with dragons and it's about this princess who is not really very good at being a princess and um ends up working for a dragon mm-hmm. uh, who is a female dragon who also ends up as king of the dragons because dragons just have a king they don't care if you're whether it's male or female you're the king of the dragons okay. um but yeah it's just i remember that being a really charming book um i haven't read it in years i should reread it cuz i it was a lot of fun
1: yeah and then the, um the other thing that's been really big like not when i was a kid that came a lot later um are uh is it the dragon rider chronicles the Pern novels oh, yeah um it seems like everybody i know well almost everybody i know is really was really into those at one yeah. point or another, and I never read them because it just again, I'm just not a dragon person. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> me neither. I was never just really much of a fantasy person in general. I was always just kind of more into
1: sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I I like fantasy a lot. Like Willow, when I was a kid, was one of my favorites. And there is there's an unnamed dragon in that. It's not a character. It's just a beast. But like they seem they seemed boring for the most part. Like they yeah they fly around they catch stuff on fire and they hoard a lot of gold like great that's like Smaug like who gives a crap like <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't care I'm done I just
0: oh, like give me some of that so, gold
1: and then oh, we'll just be done smaug.
0: with it Benedict Cumberbatch Ugh, I
1: said why? Smaug but I until the movies started coming out I always called him smog growing up yeah so did and I now I say Smaug and I'm really angry about it like Peter yeah, Jackson yeah
0: Yeah, because my dad read it to us when I was a kid, and he was smog. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, smog? What the fuck? Well,
1: smog is, like, funny because, like, you think of, like, smog, you think of, like, um, particulates in the air, you think of fog, uh, smog. Yeah. So it's, like, funny, like, that's what the dragon leaves behind. He destroys a town, and he leaves the smog behind. Yeah. So it's funny, like
0: makes sense (laughs) now they're like smug and i'm like oh no no you're ruining it stop it that's one more thing you've ruined with this peter jackson (laughs) Ugh, peter jackson why are you doing this to me i love you but i i'm so angry at you oh the hobbit when does the second one
1: come out Oh, third one. Knows. I guess is it the third? I don't even know. The third. Yeah. I feel like I watched the second one and I thought that I had already seen it because it was like exactly the same as the first one, but it yeah. turned out to be a different movie it, entirely. And I was like, "What's, with what's going Lando on?" Orlando Bloom,
0: like, oh. I'm like, ugh, with
1: added legless. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I well from reading yeah. the book when I was a kid because in seventh we read it in seventh grade English, um, and our teacher, um, Mr. Holland, he was like obsessed with the hobbit like loved it oh nice um and i remember reading it and i liked it like but the only thing that i retained of it like through the years was the barrel ride when they yeah. escaped. and i didn't even remember that they escaped from like elves like i remembered that they were in barrels and that was literally yeah. it, <laughs>
0: it was, yeah it did not- i had like completely forgotten a whole bunch of stuff when i was rereading it i was like Oh, there's a lot going on here and there's all this foreshadowing for Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, dang, there's a lot going on here that I had
1: completely forgotten yeah, it, about. The, the barrel ride, because that was exciting. And then um getting the ring from Gollum under the mountain. Yes. That was that was it. Yes, Everything else, I, I was remember, like, Did they make this up? Or? Yeah, I
0: remember that too. I remember the ring the riddles in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um And I remember, I remember the dwarves wrecking up Bilbo's house <laughs> after the meal. I remember that and them like pretending to help clean up and actually just making him incredibly nervous mm-hmm. about his stuff. <laughs> I remember the dwarves trolling Bilbo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it was. And yeah, like you dragons were kind of, I was like, they seem kind of one note for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, I like stuff more when they were kind of intelligent, when they were people in dragon form, or they were, um, intelligent dragons. Cause yeah, they were sort of, it was like, okay, well, they fly and sometimes they breathe fire and sometimes there's gold. So mm-hmm. that's, that's fun for a bit, but then you're like, okay, that's, that's enough of that.
1: Yeah, I, there's, um, did you ever see Rain of Fire with Christian Bale and um, No and Matthew McConaughey? Um, I I wouldn't I don't know if I'd call it my recommendation for, my, for Dragon <laughs> Week, but um, it's really interesting because uh like there's some construction in London and they accidentally awaken these dragons that have been like hibernating. <laughs> That's awesome um, for like millennia, right? And then awesome the dragon. League <laughs> Like the dragons start reproducing, and like people yes, are like they do have to go into hiding because how do you defend against dragons and they're hard to kill and that's great. Like it was really cool. Like it, um, like it sort of turned it on its head. Like the dragons are never characters; they're always just beasts. But it yeah. becomes more like um, kind of like a sci-fi fantasy right. kind of a thing. Like, cool. and I remember um, it's been a while since I watched it, but I remember being um impressed with. Like how the look of it was and um the story's kinda loose, like great, you have to f- you have to kill dragons, good job. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's very exciting. Um, but it was uh it was cool. Like it was the first time that I'd seen that kind of a thing where like in the alien invasion was a dragon invasion. That's
0: yeah, that's a really cool twist on it. Yeah.
1: Um so if you can find that, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but um yeah. that's kinda cool, like a different kind of a dragon thing.
0: One thing I have really enjoyed recently, and this, uh, probably, hopefully I'll remember to mention it in my recommendations, but how to train your dragon. Oh, yeah, um, I've never seen it. And I that. still haven't seen the second one, but the first one is delightful, not least because the dragons are basically cats mm-hmm. in terms of personality. Like, they're, they're just flat out, they're cats. Um, and I, I love it. It's, it's, that's just really fun.
1: That is, I like, because you see, um, like I said growing up, I thought Falcor was just
0: like a big dog.
1: Yeah. Um, But I think like most depictions of dragons, they do seem a lot more cat-like. That's really interesting. I'd like to see that.
0: Yeah. That's also fun because you have uh the, the big Viking father is Gerard Butler mm-hmm. doing a comedy role, which is, he's hilarious in it. I'm like, I want gerard butler playing stoic the vast always <laughs> all the time he's in reign of fire too oh nice yeah. all right like, gerard butler and Dragon. i like how
1: our like the, the um underlying theme of bossy Bridges is what have we seen
0: gerard butler in like, it is that's becoming like a, a motif <laughs> of what have we seen him in maybe we could get what, him on as a
1: guest i think sometimes terrible
0: be. choices oh sometimes, yeah very terrible you know choices.
1: You gotta pay the bills though. That's right. Gerard Butler's gotta get paid. Anytime Gerard Butler wants to come on and talk to us about his filmography, he's more than welcome. Yes.
0: He is welcome to. Please Um, Gerard Butler, come (laughs) talk to us.
1: (laughs) It seems really likely that 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 will happen. Oh yeah. Um, Definitely. Maybe we can have him on the week after Springsteen. Like that would be nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have him on after after Bruce. Yes. Um (laughs) Um I will get to Rex later. I do actually have something that I wanted to recommend, but I wanted oh, yeah. to ask because we started by you started by saying um, Dragon Age, which just came out. I know you are you were one of the people who was um, inquisiting um, yes. this past week. So, what do you think of it? Yes. Well, first of all, well, give an overview for uh, people like me who aren't really familiar with the game series.
0: Okay, so it's loosely based on um, it's from Bioware. Uh, Bioware Studios, okay. who also did Mass Effect, and I basically tried it because I got addicted to Mass Effect, and then there was no more Mass Effect, and I had already played through the entire trilogy like twice, and I had also played through all the DLC packs, so there was there was no more Mass Effect to play, Okay. and I I needed sort of a, a methadone um, <laughs> for for Mass Effect. And I was like, well, this is from the same studio and I've heard people enjoy a lot of the same things about it that I like about Mass Effect, so I'll try this. Um, and it's, I mean, in a lot of ways, the first one especially is basically the first Mass Effect in fantasy world, in generic, um, Dungeons and Dragons based, uh, fantasy world Mm -hmm. rather than in space. Um, so you're, you know, you have this invading army of evil demons coming up from the earth below, and you have to gather allies and save the world from it. Um, The second one is extremely controversial among fans, and it was sort of, it has a very, very different story that I actually like quite a bit more, okay. um, the basic story, but it it was very rushed in execution so it's sort of it it doesn't feel as finished as it could and i feel like it's not quite taken to its full potential but i still really like it in a lot of ways even better than the first one um and it uh starts off with this family fleeing a town that you visit in the first one um, and the entire second game is basically about this refugee from the country you're saving in the first game who has had to, like, she and her family have had to flee their home okay. and go to the city far away in another country that your mother's family is from and make a new life there. Um, and it's, it's sort of a much smaller scale and it does a lot it's interesting in the background, you've got a lot of these sort of political tensions and these hints that something much bigger is happening um, and there's a lot going on. But in the immediate present, you're just trying to survive as a a refugee. Um, okay. And everything kind of comes to a head and launches this massive uh war between the mages and the templars who are theoretically supposed to uh help protect mages and protect people from mages because the way magic works in this world is that um mages connect to the spirit world mm-hmm. and sometimes frequently spirits will try to get out as well and can possess people and be demons and it's so whoa. yeah so there's this very interesting dynamic that's developed where the Templars are these warriors who are basically allied with the church and who protect mages but also protect people from non-magic users from mages in case mages become possessed um, and the obviously a lot of mages are not really nuts about the system. <laughs> they generally have to live in these circle towers controlled by Templars. They have to be com- constantly monitored by Templars um, and the end of the second game, this war basically breaks up. Um, there's this one massive incident based that, uh, sets off the whole war. And in the third game, you start out a couple years later mm-hmm. and about 10 years after the events of the first game with an attempt to, uh, end the war, to negotiate peace between the mages and the Templars. Um, and this, uh, meeting this conclave they call it the summit to try and negotiate is blown up okay. um, and nobody's quite sure why what happened um if it was the mages if it was the templars if it was something else entirely uh so you have to figure out what happened you have to gather allies um again, it's sort of a more more of a return to the scale of the first game. Uh, but it's like I'm twenty hours in. I've been playing for like twenty hours and Mm -hmm. I've barely scratched the surface. (laughs) It's a massive game. Like it's bigger than I think they've said like one area in the third game is bigger than all of the areas in the second blow together basically um it's <clears throat> sorry i'm going a little horse it's just a really <laughs> impressive game in a lot of ways um yeah one of my friends yeah. said
1: that she spent like the first day she had it she was so excited to like play all day and she spent like four hours just creating her character like yeah there were so many options that she just like got stuck there and I oh, like, yeah, no.
0: yeah. I've done that with each game, actually. <laughs> I've spent several, like, I'll spend easily a couple hours creating a character. The character creator is, like, ridiculously detailed, and in this one, even more so, because you can, like, as an example, uh, the... You can choose two different colors for the inner and outer irises oh of gosh. your eyes. So whoa, you can just no, yeah. I
1: can't. I can't play that then because, like The Sims, I never got around to actually playing the game. Cause, like, oh <laughs> I yeah, spend so yeah. much time setting up the character and the house and so yeah, really cool it's though. dangerous.
0: Um, and as always, like something that is always really great. I'm gonna be, and a lot of people hate fans like me because one of the best things about Bioware games is the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of games I feel like I'm like well not only the element of choice which you don't really have in a lot of other games the way you do in Bioware's games um, but just these incredibly rich characters and so many possibilities for each of them Um, and so many different ways your relationship with any given character can go. Like, uh, each game will keep track of any given character's approval of your actions. Um, and in the first game, like, if they, if you do too much that they disagree with, they'll confront you and you can either kick them out or try and convince them to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just it can really it can change what's available to you the way things go the way certain storylines go It's um, it just it's incredibly rich i've i've been i have some quibbles with with the games um, and with this new game but it i cannot fault the the depth and the richness of these games
1: that sounds really cool like i remember like when it was um before it launched like i kept seeing on tumblr like inquisiting intensifiers (laughs) yes (laughs) like i think there's been more anticipation like that i've seen for this game than any other video game like this year um yeah um,
0: yeah it has been kind of the big one um and it was delayed i believe a bit um and yeah, although I expect it'll be something similar in, well, right now they're saying 2016, but whenever the new Mass Effect game comes out, it's, I expect we'll be seeing something similar, which I'm looking forward to as well. Um And I think Mass Effect is still kind of the game of my heart, just because it was sort of my first game. Mm-hmm. But um Dragon Age has definitely kind of... Like, when I first played it, I was like, well... Okay, this is, this is alright, I guess. I, I don't quite see what all the fuss is about, but I, I just sort of found that I couldn't stop playing and I couldn't stop thinking about it when I wasn't playing and it just sort of very gradually and subtly sort of got its hooks into me. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I really like. I, I think that's probably a testament to the world building and the characters that I can just feel that compelled by something, even when I I wasn't that into it initially. That's cool. Um,
1: like you said, it's like a huge, huge game. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. that's really interesting. Like I haven't played it, so I wish I had had time, um, so that I could speak about it a little more intelligently. But um, oh, that's all right. Like, the graphics look really cool, and like the world seems <sighs> really interesting. Um, it is. Yeah, it's
0: ridiculous is like kind of overwhelming (laughs) especially this one i'm like whoa i normally by this time by 20 hours into a game i'm like okay i'm starting to get a feel if i'm not finished Mm -hmm. already i'm starting to feel pretty good about this and feel like all right i'm i'm fully i know what i'm doing now but this one i'm still just like god i barely have any idea what i'm doing so far i still just have I'm only getting oriented, um, so I'm like, all right. I feel like this will have pretty good replay value. <laughs> yeah, it
1: sounds like uh, it. Like, well, if you ever even get done
0: with it, like, yeah, yeah, that's a big if. Um, <laughs> yeah, so far I have not actually fought any actual dragons. I've kind <laughs> oh of God. seen them at a distance uh-huh. and then run very quickly the other way because I'm like, oh hell no, I am not <laughs> prepared for that mess. I've I've just been like, nope, nope. I have noped right the hell out of there <laughs> on seeing a dragon. I was like, oh no, no. No, no. Because I, I would read, I was reading some stories from people online who were like, oh yeah, I was out, you know, just kind of adventuring and exploring this area and Then I saw something move and I was like, Oh, what's that off in the distance? Huh, what's that weird ball of fire that's (laughs) oh, and then my entire party was incinerated. Oh no. (laughs) I was like, Oh hell no. So I see dragons and I am gone so fast. I'm like, Nope, nope, I'll
1: come back for that. So when you when you play one of these massive games, like I was like the other one of the other motifs of this is how stuck I am on Assassin's Creed oh yeah like i'm still i'm still in the adventuring phase where i'm like the tutorial is oh oh, lord (laughs) teaching me how to sneak past enemies and i cannot do it oh gosh (laughs) do you prefer do you prefer to get to do your adventuring first and get like the lay of the land and explore as much as you can before you actually jump into the narrative or do you do you like to do get into the narrative and get through the game quickly
0: that is a very good question, and that's something I've sort of been talking about a bit online with people, Um, and that's been, that was sort of a concern that a lot of people had with this, because they were like, it looks like from the reviews that it's all sort of trivial stuff, and there's not a whole lot of plot-related action. Mm-hmm. Um, people were, like, really concerned, and then they were like, well, that's the, basically the first level that they're letting them have, that they're letting these critics have, they're very deliberately avoiding giving them anything where they're going to spend a lot of time right. doing plot stuff. They don't want to spoil anybody. <laughs> right. Um, and I find l- that I like a little bit of... I like a little bit of plot. Um, I want some plot to kind of give me a reason to care about this. Mm-hmm. But I don't like too much i don't want to feel because i feel totally overwhelmed if it's all like these serious decisions too early i'm like whoa this is too much pressure (laughs) i i i can't handle this no no i i i'm out you guys find yourselves another hero i can't (laughs) handle all the pressure um and this and they have said basically like you can leave the training level, the the first level that you're given access to pretty early on. Mm -hmm. They're like, you don't have to, and you can come back to different areas in this game. It's not like other games where once you leave, that's it. You can't come back. You know, you're going to be able to come back later. You know, you want to spend your first few hours here, your first couple hours just to get acquainted and figure out, um, and do these little side missions if you want to, but you want to, if you, if you're getting frustrated and bored, you can leave. Okay. Um. And yeah, I, like I said, I do, I like a little bit of a balance. I like, a, especially early on, I like more low stake stuff. I, I don't want to risk breaking the entire universe because I didn't realize the significance of that choice early on. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, um that's like um there was a game I couldn't tell you the name of it right now. Uh it wasn't on Oh, glitch. Um it was an online game. Um oh. and it was like one of those massive world games. Um but the plot was so thin, like there wasn't really much happening and you spent all your time grinding, like Oof, um yeah. And that's always really frustrating, especially when these big anticipated games come out. Um and like the the ratio of plot to grinding is if it, it tilts yeah. even slightly towards more grinding than plot, it gets really frustrating. Yeah. Like you spend all of your time running around trying to get weapons or money or potions yeah. or whatever. Um, and then you don't have time to play. Well, by the time you get to play, like, you're playing like big bads and stuff you're like bored like yeah Um. but and by the time you get to a boss it's like who cares like I just spent yeah I just spent 40 hours digging diamonds out of a hole like mm -hmm. yeah and
0: that was sort of my big problem with Destiny and that seems to have been a lot a pretty constant in criticism of it Mm -hmm. Um. that just it's this really beautiful game and it is on like a huge scale but It seems to be really, like, thin on plot. The ratio of grinding and fetch quests Uh to story is way too high. Like, there's not nearly enough story for any given to make up for the amount of fetch quests you have to do Mm -hmm. for me. Um I mean, my brother loves it. He's really into it anyway. I know plenty of people are. So it's always just kind of a personal thing, um, what what ratio you need. And uh, I think Bioware is good at games where you can, you have a certain amount of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do all the little side missions and help this guy who needs you to collect all these and all these things and help this person who wants to learn more about x so you need to bring her back this person's notes you can do that um and you really can sort of choose how much time you spend doing that doing these side quests to your main story
1: yeah i'll have to check it out um yeah like i said i i have a lot of friends who were really really highly anticipating um the game coming out, and then I feel like I haven't even seen them in the last couple of days. Yeah. (laughs) they're spending all their time playing the game, which is usually like, that's a lot more informative than a bunch of reviews can be.
0: Yeah, I didn't even get to play until Friday. Oh no! Um, And I, this is where I get mad about EA um, and the terrible communication they have been doing, their support has been doing, with um, people who are having trouble because they initially were like just telling people well you can't play on your computer because you have a dual core processor it needs a quad core Um, and then people with dual cores were able to play and people with quad cores were not able to play and people on consoles were having starting to have the same crash issues so it was like clearly something else is going on here Uh but there was just no acknowledgement of that at all of that possibility Um, not even to say like we're aware something's going on and we're working on it Um, so I do have to just sort of brief detour to call out EA for that but um, I had meant to upgrade my processor anyway so Friday I got my process new processor which was very exciting and I popped it in there and uh, was able to finally start playing and it was yeah so I yeah, I started playing, I guess, around 6 on Friday, and I've racked up about 20 hours of play already, so. <laughs> in the past, um, what, I, it hasn't even been 48 hours at this point. <laughs> it's been something like 36 hours, probably, since I started playing.
1: Well, it's a good thing there's a holiday coming up, so you can yeah. spend more time with oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I yeah it's going to be awesome. I'm just I'm a little surprised my eyes aren't actually bleeding <laughs> at this point. And I I have no regrets. Um also which is yeah so take that as your recommendation <laughs> if for what it's worth uh that I am probably If it weren't for work, I would literally just play until my eyes black. Yeah.
1: I I was going to say, I really miss, like, working a retail job. um, Because, like, I could stay up all night playing video games and still make it to work in the morning. All you had to do was be a body. Yeah. (laughs) There was no thinking involved. Like, can't really do that these days.
0: I know, right? I'm like, ugh, I like my job, I guess. But I... (laughs) Oh, it doesn't really allow me to spend, devote myself to video games Mm -hmm. in all my spare time and just be a zombie. Uh, (laughs) Sad.
1: Yeah. Oh, those were the days.
0: Oh, yeah. Except for
1: Uh, that I was working retail and I did not like working retail. Yeah, except for everything else
0: about the work. Yeah. I was was actually
1: just uh, reminiscing um, this weekend about um, like, because I left my last retail job and like the early aughts um oh wow and so like we were talking about cereal and we'll be talking about that in a later episode um yeah but like how people don't really people who weren't like our age then like who are younger don't really get just how different it was like um Mm. you know cell phones weren't that popular and like if you had a cell phone it was like like there's this um idea that if you had a cell phone like it wasn't that valuable because it wasn't like a smartphone like now i oh, would no. if, if i lo- if somebody gets a hold of my phone my life is over like everything is in there um yeah whereas then it was just like a phone but it was still so expensive yeah and like trying to explain to people like no like your video games cost about the same but like like sticker wise but like relative value um, if you had told me then that I would be paying, I could pay 50 bucks and I would have a game that would take me like a hundred hours to get through, I would have been like, you're crazy. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Like back then a game, like if you spent 20 hours getting through it, like that was like massive. Yeah. Um, and just like thinking now about like the stuff that I, that I do for entertainment, like I couldn't even have conceived of it then, um, like Laura Croft was still like really like blocky. Like oh, um she was like cutting edge. Like she had boobs, but they were like triangles stuck to the front of yeah. her like, It was like and we thought it was like the coolest graphics, like the graphics engine. I remember yes. um Oh my god. A Lord of the Rings yeah. game that came out in like the early two thousands and we thought it was just unbelievable. Or like yeah. um Star Wars Battlefront and we thought the graphics were so great. And okay. now I look at it and I'm like, that is garbage. Like, I can't yeah. even imagine trying to play yeah. that right now. You're like,
0: wow. What? Gosh. My standards were so much lower. Yeah, and it was,
1: I mean, it was every time some new um, game engine came out, it was, like, revolutionary. Like, we were just, like, yeah. floored by how great it looked. And now it's like, ew. <laughs> were we all blind? What was like, happening? Really? Oh,
0: really? <laughs> my mom dug out, um the old n64 the other day Uh and hooked it up with mario kart so we've been playing that again in the past couple months which has been a lot of fun um and also we're a lot worse than we used to be we have like our skills have degraded a lot i was like we're like, well, we play a lot more games in general now. I bet that'll will be a lot better. No,
1: no, it's God. a totally different, like it's like almost like a different muscle you have to use. Yeah. For the older games. Um, my favorites are still the side scrollers, like um, Super Mario Brothers, uh, which I, and like I've said, I was I've never been good at games. Like I can I can kill myself a hundred different ways you never even thought oh, of yeah. in a game. Um, but like. On the Wii, you can play the old Nintendo games. You can buy them from the market. Um, so we bought, like, all of our old favorites, like, super, all the Super Mario Brothers, um, all the Zeldas. We got Kid Icarus. I don't know if you ever played that. It wasn't out for very long. I think there was, like, a copyright issue with it. Um, (laughs) where it's, it's not a, it's not a side scroller, it's an up and down scroller. Like, you start at the bottom of the level and you go up. Oh, cool. Um, and it's, impossible <laughs> no i've never seen past like the second level like that's awesome. we played that game for probably five or six years um us and our cousins and my aunt actually was the one who gave it to us and she was really good at it but i don't think she ever got past the second level either like and wow. so like if you had told me then like i would be play i would be playing assassin's creed for a solid year like and not being able to get any farther past it First of oh, all, I wouldn't wow. be surprised, but I wouldn't have imagined it was because the game was so big. Like, Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Oh,
0: yeah. oh
1: wow. So that's oh. not really dragons, though. <laughs> I kind dragons. of got us off I'm topic like, man. there.
0: This is great, though. I love being talking about back in my day. Yeah, oh, back in the. Back in my day was like
1: 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like, oh, kids, <laughs> like, gather oh, around. I have a story from the olden times. Yeah. 10 years ago kids. when I was playing. Yeah.
0: Let me tell you about my Sega <laughs> Genesis, kids.
1: Oh. my fir- Yeah, my first home video game was on a Texas Instruments with the cartridge. Nice. And uh, we actually had a handheld. Um, I'll. I'm going to find a link to it in the show notes so you can see it. It was, I believe it was Space Invaders. It was a handheld nice. game, like, many years before Nintendo sort of perfected the handheld game. Oh, awesome. Um, and it was state of the art. It was so exciting, like, to play. <laughs> and I'm like, it looks like it looks like a really crappy calculator. <laughs> like the, oh, yeah. The display is ridiculous. Um, but I'll link that in the show notes so you can see just how old I am. <laughs>
0: Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, Dragon Age though is, I'm enjoying it a lot, definitely. So I, I can, I can, I think I do recommend it. Um, yeah, I have some minor quibbles, but they're, they're pretty small. I would recommend, uh, getting it on a console though. Um, because, or at least if you get it for PC, get, plug in your controller. Um, because it was pretty clearly made to be played on controller first uh, rather than with keyboard and mouse. Uh-huh. Um, and I had heard people say, like, try plugging in your controller, and it instantly became so much easier and less frustrating to the gameplay. Um, so I, I would recommend that. Either get it for a console or get it on your PC and plug in your, your Xbox controller. Um because it's it's going to be a lot a lot easier, a okay. lot less frustrating.
1: And did you, is there a difference between um, the deluxe edition
0: and the regular game? Yes, uh, deluxe. I did shell out for it, um, I will admit. And there is, you get the soundtrack, which is probably, a soundtrack is generally, you know, the cost would be $10 anyway. Mm -hmm. So an extra 10 bucks is about fair and some extra content in game, um, which I haven't even gotten to yet. I haven't gotten, it's not a lot of content. Um, it's like some extra, a fancy throne for your, your center of operations and some special armor and weapons, I think, and an extra couple of mounts you can ride. Um so that's, I, it was worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, it's kind of a toss up, whether it's going to be worth it for everyone else. Uh, so take it as you will. Um, I would say you're probably fine with the regular, but if you want some extra fancy horses to ride, then go for the deluxe. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um
1: yeah, I I usually wait till there's I can buy one secondhand because they're so cheap and it takes me so long to get to a game. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I think this may be the first one I've bought really actually. Um I'm, like, trying to think. I think I have bought some stuff off Steam uh, when there were sales on. This is the first thing, certainly, I've bought new and full price. Okay. Rather than buying it new during a sale later. Um, But, yeah, a lot of what I, well, a lot of what I play, I've played before, um, has been stuff I've gotten secondhand. Okay. Uh, So, from the used stores um, or online uh, yeah, or just my mom's games that I borrowed to play Um, because my mom got into gaming before I did mm-hmm. because that is how uncool I am. <laughs> my mom had to get me into it. She was like, no, you have to try Mass Effect. I was like, okay, well, fine. She's like, no, seriously, you have to try it. You'll love it. It's so good. I was like, all right, I'll get around to it at some point, I guess. And then she came back from Australia and was like, all right, now you have to play Mass Effect. Here's the console. Here's (laughs) the Xbox, and here's the game. Now you have to play it.
1: Bullied by your mother. Aw. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that's some intense yep. peer pressure right there
0: yeah it is my mom's my mom's pretty hip uh, clearly clearly she's hipper than i am
1: well we know she's hip she was a trekkie
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: we might have a different definition of hip than what everybody yeah, else well. does but yeah that that definitely is my definition
0: excellent she'll be glad to hear that <laughs> shout out to my mom
1: absolutely um, my recommendation this week is actually as far away from a video game as you can get. Um, they're <laughs> a, a book? book series. It's actually only two books, so I don't really want to call it a series. But um, it's uh the Cleveland Portal series by Aww. S. Andrew Swan. That's Swan with two ends. And I'll link to the books in the show notes. Um, the first one is called The Dragons of the Cuyahoga. Oh, and that I fun. don't remember how I found this. I think by accident. I. W- I remember that a guy that I knew worked in a bookstore and he somehow came across a copy and got it for me but like That's they didn't great. they didn't stock it like he had to special order it and get it through a different store it was a whole convoluted thing um oh, wow. but basically this epic quest yeah and I I loved it like it was I was so happy that he did that for me because it was so good Aww. um it's about um Basically, this portal to another world opens up in Cleveland, like directly over the stadium field during a football game. Oh, that's great! And things start coming out of it, like oh wow, um, dragons and elves and dwarves and gargoyles oh, and that's great. So, like, there's this magical field that sort of spills out of it and allows all these creatures to live in our world. And it basically only happens in Cleveland, <laughs> like, because of, co- of course <laughs> that's awesome. Um and. So what happens is this is the story takes place years after this, maybe 10 years ago, the portal opened, So um, Cleveland has sort of gotten along with these magical creatures and um, the dragons actually become like surprise, surprise, really wealthy. Like <laughs> they become like <laughs> this major force within the city, like um, not just wealthy, but very powerful as well. Um, and then you have like the the main the protagonist is this uh, reporter named Klein Maxwell, and he does like pol- he does like the politics shift, um and he sort of has to get he gets moved over to cover like the magic beat and he really doesn't want to because he thinks it's ridiculous. Um, oh wow! Like I the thing they call him like fuzzy gnome stories like oh that's yeah great. like he's he's really derisive about like oh let's talk about how the magical people are getting along and. Um, so he doesn't want to do that, but then he um, he gets assigned to a story because a dragon um, dies after crash landing in the river in the Cuyahoga. Um, huh. Yeah, so he thinks it's just going to be like an accident, like an accident that happened, or maybe even like there's an outside chance that it was a suicide. But instead, what, because he's got this background in political reporting, he starts smelling that there's a bigger story here. Um, oh, that's great. and it's really cool. it's two books it's Dragons of the Cuyahoga and I can't remember the name of the second one um oh the Dwarves of whiskey island um and they're actually collected together in, in an omnibus that um I'll link to all three um but they're really really great, and I'm gonna totally recommend those if you can find them. They should still be available like um I link whenever I link to a book in our show notes it's always to Powell's um because they have a cool. lot of um out of print and secondhand stuff. So I'll link to those, but I highly recommend. And you don't even have to be familiar with Cleveland. You can just think of it as like, um, <laughs> just an anonymous fictional city. Cause it doesn't bear much resemblance to Cleveland. <laughs> once the dwarves move in, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Um, Excellent. so that's my recommendation oh, that this week. That
0: sounds really great um my recommendations well obviously Dragon Age um and generally it doesn't look like right now although by the time this episode is on on Black Friday it could be that um there will be some sales on especially for the older games uh the first couple of games go on sale I think pretty pretty regularly so if I find any good deals I'll uh certainly link those um but uh Dragon Age and Mass Effect, obviously. I, I can't let an episode go by without plugging Mass Effect. <laughs> um and as always, Jurassic Park. Yes. Obviously. Uh have you rewatched Jurassic Park recently? Because I think you should. Um, I, I actually
1: think. have because I'm working on the, the Going for the Gold Bloom write up, so um Oh nice. I've watched Well, I got about halfway through and then I had to do something else, but Jurassic Park and The Last World are
0: both on the list for next week. Uh, while i'm Excellent. off work yeah, yeah i'm excited so, yeah listeners uh yeah something to consider something to do if you have the day off on friday uh rewatch jurassic park because you probably haven't rewatched it recently enough i know i haven't yeah absolutely um haven't. always it's always a good time and if there's to re-watch <laughs> jurassic park if there's anybody out there who was
1: in school with me and like Uh, early high school and (laughs) witnessed the project that I did for Spanish class where I basically got two TVs and recorded Jurassic Park onto a new video (laughs) with music for a project. If anybody out there remembers that, or by some miracle has a copy, I would love to see that again. My first, (laughs) (laughs) it was my very first attempt at video editing. Excellent. Excellent. But that's how important Jurassic Park was to me. Like, we had to did this project and the first thing I thought movie. of was di-
0: dinosaurs. Dinosaurs! Yes! Um, and as always, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, Lisa is OCFarer and I am, uh, Jules has tweets. Sorry. I don't know why I completely forgot there. I was thinking of my, my Skype ID, which is similar. I was like, wait, it's not that. What is it? I know this. Um, yeah, normally it's Lisa's. I'm messing up rather than mine. Uh, so I, it must be, this game really has fried my brain. Clearly, I'm going to blame that. Um, and you can find us online at realbossybritches.com and on Twitter at, uh, Britch's podcast yep um yeah and we'll see you next week all right